0: the last one standing two hands in the air i'm a champion you'll be looking up at me when it's over i live for the battle i'm a soldier yeah i'm a fighter like rocky put your flag on your back like Ali. yeah i'm the greatest i'm stronger bet my dudes can't lose i am own ya. yeah hello and welcome back to another episode of super kitchen insider my name is ben and i'm chris i'm squeeze. And welcome back to another episode. We're going through a team-by-team analysis. It's the GWS Giants, the Josh Kelly List Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Before I move on, <laughs> SC Insider100 uh, is our hashtag SC insider 100, You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok. All the also all the audio platforms as well as Spotify, SoundCloud, etc. You name it and on the YouTube.
1: Uh, yeah I'm not going to fuck that up like he did so you just search for a sipcation <laughs> hey, At
0: least I sound enthused. Um joined as well also by Swizz, as always a profound and prolific and valued member of this SE podcast. Swizzy I
1: switched switched up mate I'm onto the um onto the vodka to so you know.
0: I I've tried to take a step back. The cast oh. whiskey was knocking me about a little bit. <laughs> uh, hence you can probably tell the end of the um Geelong podcast. I'm like, no, I wrap it up. You wrap it up. <laughs> um yeah, maybe I should back it off to beers if we're on another couple tonight.
2: I'm on the cordials too. <laughs> Just, uh... <laughs>
1: You oh need to get God. on. What were you on with your mate that Nico that came on? Yeah, the, mate, that, that, that was but on.
2: that was literally before I went in for surgery, so I was like, let's go ah. all out. Big day, watch that was awesome, I had so much fun. Uh, that so, and then since then, it's like, yeah, just been drinking waters and cordials and shit like that. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> so, you, you know a forced arrest yeah. is coming, so all like, all let's that's just go again. out, yeah,
0: let's just go on a bender. I've got a forced arrest coming, recover. Oh, yeah, no. yeah, right, yeah. Um. Before Me? we move on, we yeah. are going into, yeah, GWS, mate. So we have a quick disclosure. You can't talk about Josh Kelly. And um, <laughs> Josh Kelly. Swizzers go. Let's, let's hit it. All
2: right. So they finished 16, six wins, 16 losses, percentage of 84.6. Um, easily won against the teams around them but were consistently four to eight goals off the better teams. Third worst attack in the league, 10 scores below 70 and three under 40. So, um, (laughs) yeah, obviously losing Jeremy Cameron um, definitely hurt their ability to score going forward. Um, So then how do they also solve their losses to their midfield with Taranto and Hopper going out? What does Adam Kingsley do with their game plan? Um, Probably doesn't stuff around with it as much as Leon Cameron did in those late (laughs) days. Uh, so who was their starting midfield will be a, the big question we'll be talking about. who. How do uh, they rectify their scoring issues as well? Ranked 14th for experience, 12th for age. So they still got some um, older players on that list. Ins and outs. Number one pick they traded up for to get Aaron Cadman, which will obviously be the future of solving their uh, uh, forward issues. You know, he's a direct replacement for Jeremy Cameron. So we've got the uh, the number one pick there. Uh who else we got through there. Toby Bedford from a trade for Melbourne, composed small forward. Apparently actually looked good in their hit up and um, their latest hit out. Uh Jason Gilby, category B rookie. Nick Madden, the probably the most picked person in Super Coach at the moment. The masses, <laughs> the massive Ruckman, um is about 204 I don't know, four centimeters and a hundred something kilograms. Uh Toby McMullen, pick 34. Max Gogwinski pick 22 Darcy Jones pick 21 and Harry Ralston pick 16 from their academy spitted a little bit earlier than what they were expecting uh, out was Jared Brander who was delisted Tanner Bruin for that trade down to Geelong uh, Matty DeBoer retired Bobby Hill traded to Collingwood Hopper traded to Richmond Toronto traded to Richmond as well star Zach Sproul delisted and Jack Stein also delisted um, so obviously have quite a few big names out of there, but even a couple of the. Can we just say, from there. a
1: super coach perspective, we applaud GWS for finally getting rid of Matt Dubois. Thank you, <laughs> thank you, GWS.
0: <laughs> thank you, <laughs> yeah, the
2: anti supercoacher Apparently,
0: right. Stein had a great, uh, great off season. Once he finished up, he was uh, just knocking down points. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, well, um, he got picked up, didn't he? By who? He picked him up, Stein, Gold Coast. Uh, someone, someone picked up Stein. Someone picked him up recently.
2: Might have. Too sure
1: Could it, uh, might have been a German brew. <laughs> oh,
0: come on. Apparently apparently he uh, didn't leave on great terms. Apparently there was a bit of a stain left on his reputation.
1: <laughs> we're,
0: we're, off, we're off on a tangent.
2: We are. That has started early. All right. So, oh, and good night to you.
0: So what's the no, draw good. like? It's pretty soft, isn't it? <laughs>
2: All right, so their fixture, uh, they play twice. Adelaide, Carlton, Eston, Hawthorne, Sydney and Bulldogs. So it is as soft as you can probably get with Adelaide, Eston and Hawthorne there. And even the top teams, we think Sydney probably uh, you know, drops back a little bit this year. So, yeah, not too bad. Their first four Adelaide home, West Coast away, Carlton home, Essendon away. Last three, Port Essendon and Carlton. Buy is round 15. Uh, so, it is a pretty good fixture from there. And I know that's what makes a couple of these premiums, especially starting them, um, of more interest. Especially um,
1: Josh Kelly. I feel like Josh Kelly could be the one, guys.
2: <laughs> the mighty Kelly. <laughs> Where's that gift? Where's the gift? <laughs> All right, so let's get into those premiums. Premium number one, Josh Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Thank you, Smith. You gotta love You're it. Good. Um, <laughs> what, what can we say about the goat?
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Not only does he is he an excellent super coach player, but he also really likes to fuck with Ben, which is my personal favourite. The, the biggest
2: issue, and that comes from like two years ago when, for whatever reason, Liam Cameron started him at, up forward for those, what, first six weeks. um And then after that, you know, finished the year at 107. But, yeah, it's just started pumping up massive scores. And I think that's when you traded him out, anyway, um Last year, not the, it's funny because... We we sort of see that progression with Kelly. You know, he had that, like, 113 and then went to 117, and we really thought he was just going to go off the charts. Then Cameron played him forward, but then still he's, from then, round seven onwards, was fantastic. But last year, only the average of 105. Um, Obviously, you know, there was some different reason for that. You know, may have not played in the guts the entire time. Bit of playing around the team, missed a game. Uh, I think it was that maybe injury against Brisbane, so... Yeah, the the it was a little bit up and down. We know him at his best. He's one that can be one of the better super coaches in it, but we've never actually seen that year where he's gone next level to that sort of one twenty 120, one twenty five. Well, been I think for. the
1: um the, the key to all this is pretty much the CBA splits. Mm. Like if you look at if you look at G versus CWA CBA splits, he only had a forty six percent CBA split last year. Canelio forty nine percent. Kieran Briggs, which is weird in these games. No. Yeah. Um, so Jacob Hopper only had 52%. Um, Tom Green had 58%. I, I think a, a, even a large portion of that you've got to consider was after, obviously, those first six weeks. But that's still not like you, – you'd think that would be much, much higher. Like Taranto was 44%. You know, Callum Ward, 38%. They just never settled a midfield last year. Um, I think one of the big things that's happened so far this preseason – is they look to be actually settling on a midfield? Hmm. Like these are these are the guys that are going to be our main midfield guys, and we're going to have, going to have a couple of guys coming outside of that. But no, these guys are going to be our main midfielders. Do you think, Swizz, that Josh Kelly could be one of those main midfielders?
2: He has been in that intra club that they played today, and that, I think so it, it could be him, an option. Is that right? Him, ben? Well, him, Green, Canio would seem to be the more settled lineup that they had oh, playing through the game. Absolutely. Uh, so, and that's what you're saying, like. It was hard for them last year because they had to split between so many. Um, so yeah, Hopper fifty two percent, Toronto forty four percent, and Tanner Bruin twenty five percent when he got game. So you've got those three have all moved out, um, which now, and Callum Ward still at thirty eight percent, who's playing. He's playing like, forward, just forward. Yeah. Um, so all of a sudden, um, yeah, you're looking at quite a large percentage of there that's got to go somewhere. Um, Tom Green was their number one, um, CBA only at 58%. And I think, yeah, we, we're sort of saying those numbers, but let's just give a comparison to say the Gold Coast, who we haven't talked about yet. But the Gold Coast last year had Miller 80%, Rao 81 Anderson 72 So that gives a bit of a comparison when the GWS's number one was um, Tom Green at 58%. Uh, so yeah. there was just probably too many cooks in the kitchen and just trying to balance them. So a lot of them would line up at half forward, um, forward pocket, off the bench, yeah, just a team of way too many midfielders. So I think it pretty much
0: nailed, nailed it on its head. When you look at and the reason we look at the CBA is because you're looking for opportunity, right? So then when you look at um, so again, Toronto forty four percent not there. Okay, Hopper fifty two percent when he played not there. Um, Callum Ward kicked two goals in the forward line, so as you said, thirty eight percent not there. Bruin twenty five percent not there. Lucky Ash, apparently on the half back flank, he got twenty four percent not there. So there's a lot of opportunity for these players to, you know, get more chunk of the pie, which then leads to more opportunity. And I do agree, Josh Kelly is a great option probably for draft. I'm not really going there as standard because I'm not game enough to take that punishment again.
1: It, well, is I actually – is, is Josh Kelly up there with Crips and Brayshaw? Is he that 115 guy again? Because He's, got he, it he's probably
2: right? that's it. I just – I see a world where Crips could push 120 with, like, depending on Walsh and if he gets into beast mode. I don't know if Kelly's ever going to be that guy that's going to go into the 120s for me. I always worry about that. I think that. he like could. Think, He's just
1: never had the role.
2: I, I just, I think in his body sometimes, and there's just, there's a ceiling there. Now they and do look, have the draw.
1: The, the, body's, the body's an issue. I'm not going to lie with you. The body's an issue, and it always probably will be, and that's that's probably the biggest thing. Like, if he goes inside and he goes 120 for six weeks and then gets injured, that it's worthless to you, right? So that's a consideration. but. Yeah, I think he's definitely in their starting three midfielders. He's I their guess. best midfielder,
2: and, and that's that- it. So, they, and these percentages. So you're basing it around. I think it's about four hundred percent because you have four starting midfielders and one's usually a ruck. So, yeah. But yeah. that that is ridiculously low for a team. And I'm just trying to scroll through and think they might be the lowest for their top end, like your top end midfielder. Um, so, yeah, you expect straight away Green's going to improve on that. But yeah, for Kelly, forty six percent. Yeah, you would expect him. You know, even if that if that was increased to sixty five, like you know that that average last year of of a um, one hundred five you know, one hundred five. Yeah. yeah, he's definitely probably ten points under. What at probably minimum? I don't know if he can push the in the one twenties, but definitely yeah, undervalued. And I know well. there's mostly- the thing:
1: at his at his price, though, does it matter if he goes one twenty?
2: Well, that that's the other that's the argument, and this is the thing where it's the comparison that we all make. So he's in; he's slightly cheaper than Crips and Steel and Brayshaw, who we've we've talked about. Two of those guys that we're definitely looking at. He's slightly more expensive than your LDUs, Tom Mitchell's, Tom Greens. Now, how many of these guys can you start? Now, is he the better option of all of them? Like, we, he he's got the ceiling; he can do that. We know he he can consistently score. Can he stay on the park long enough to make him a worthwhile option? Um, we love the fixture, like that fixture to start the year. Adelaide Which buy they, Coast, have? Adela- uh, they have round fifteen, the last one. So ah, uh,
1: that's a that's a shit buy,
2: and it is not a great buy,
0: not but, for forwards anyway.
1: Nah, but also mids because you have Bont McRae. They also share those that same yeah. buy as well.
0: Boys, and you're missing Tom one Green. key one key fact is. Every year we say, don't pick GWS players. Oh, now, no. no, that's is until that, is that Leon Cameron gone? left. Yeah, okay. So now the coach is gone and you're just hoping, hey, Fresh Slate, this guy's such a nice coach and he's just going to put people where they're, they're great players. I mean, I do like the fact there's a little bit more transparency in the preseason so far from them. But again, here we go. We go, don't pick GWS players. Next week oh, like, oh, new coach. Oh, Green's doing well. Oh, Trento's doing well. Oh, Callahan, yeah, what a great guy. And then all of a sudden you get sucked in you have three GWS players
2: on field. well, and I get it, but it's hard to not ignore that start to the year as well. Mate, Adelaide West Coast Carlton Essendon Hawthorne. Like okay, the Blues are going to improve, but he has absolutely tauld the Blues in the past. Um but if he's just running around doing whatever he wants against four, those other four sides, he's he could be the one that could be the number one player after week 5.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: That, that's Yeah, that's That uh, is the softer start. The scoring's not the the scoring is not the issue <laughs> there. It's All right, just, who's next? yeah, so that, that's and then the obvious next is we'll talk about his uh, his buddy there in the midfield, young Tom Green. Um, and, yeah. that, and this kind of comes premium/slash breakout because he's started the year with those massive numbers. Uh, I know a lot of people obviously looking at him to start start with, um, just because we're, we're thinking this is the year he. Now he's got the opportunity, he's got that midfield. He already kind of he was already their number one CBA midfielder, but he's gonna obviously get a lot more percentage in there. Seventeen percent owned at the moment. And um he's yeah, also, know there's like,
1: there's also something to be said about yes, he was in there a lot, but if he's in there with Hopper and Taranto and, and those kind of guys, and you know, is he It's getting, a different role. Hmm. It's it's completely different role. He's playing a defensive side midfielder, he's playing the guy that doesn't get the ball tapped to him. It, he's not the the hunter that he should be this year. It's it's a very very different role when those guys aren't in the in the admin mix as well. So Well, that's I, I think also, also that's comes that comes down
2: to last year. Like he's scoring completely tailed off for the second, like the the last third of the season, and two reasons for that because they had some of those players all back playing, so he missed out on his CBAs and went and played some time forward. But also, yep. be, you know, young body, and um, you know he's still what's this i think it's his fourth season in the system um so now it's kind of like now he's got those games under the belt we're all expecting you know he'll be able you know be out there on the ground increase his time on ground be able to be you know take the bumps and the hits a lot more so it's hard to ignore yeah, that well, stuff
1: to to prove mm-hmm. your point round 18 he went 27% cbas then he missed round 19 and then 20 went So his his CBA has absolutely just tanked in the back Mm. end of the year.
0: Two things. Now, number one, you know, we spoke about the CBA side of things. So when he went 65% CBA or more, the games he did, he averaged
1: 112.3. Oh, Mm. that's the lockiest of locks that I've ever heard. Why is it not in everyone's team? I don't understand.
0: And the second thing I forgot. <laughs> oh, you don't need a again. second thing. Like, what's I don't need what? a second thing, no. So <laughs> yeah. again, but he, but that's he, the thing,
2: because I know, like, obviously that that was the thing that gave Abdul the big start last year, because he started the year 164, 106, 147, 92, 115, 108, 107. And um, he has a so high ceiling. That was the yeah, second and he, thing. yeah, and he's got the ability to go go big. And we've just talked about that fixture about Kelly. Same fixture for him. Uh, yeah. against those weaker teams against teams that are going to be you know Adelaide are going to have a couple of young midfielders in against him west coast potentially might have either older guys coming back from injury or they might be giving an opportunity to younger midfield Carlton potentially without Walsh and Hewitt up against him Uh Essendon they've probably got the season midfield so that's a little bit different and then Hawthorne like a real young midfield um, in there against. so those nice. first five weeks he could start can we also header. talk
1: about uh, uh, the, I don't know. This could be me just being optimistic, but GWS aren't that bad. Like, like, yes, they lost, you know, Toronto, Hopper. They lost the guts of their midfield. But it's not like that they didn't have top 10 pick midfielders just lining up ready to go. You know what I mean? Like, they've got a fantastic midfield without them. They don't need Hopper and Toronto. Yeah, that, um, that's not their they, problem.
2: I, to, I said their problem before is their scoring. They can't score.
1: Yeah, so they, you know, they, they bring in Cadman. Yeah. They move Himmelberg back forward. So there's there's two two options that they now have four that they didn't have. They could get some health into Jesse Hogan. That would be, that'd be all right. And, you know, all of a sudden, they would actually be up and about. Like, I actually don't hate their list. What they need tweaking is their game plan, which I'm hoping comes through with Adam Kingsley, and that will sort, of sort, sort, sort itself out quicker rather than later. But with, you know, playing Whitfield and Ash behind the ball, they've got Sam Taylor there, who's absolutely beasts and a half back. Like their spine is fantastic moving forward. Two thirds of the team's I, fine. no problem. Absolutely. Um. So, I, but they're not. Would you say? I don't think they're bottom eight. I think they're sort of they could they could finish finals. Like no, mate, I've got, I've
2: got them locked in bottom six because I don't see them oh. scoring enough to challenge. And they're, I think they are four goals off the better teams. It oh. last year. That's I still think they're great. a
0: couple of years away, but they definitely have the young talent to push through.
2: Yeah, it's not. I think Kingsley gives opportunity. I I can really of Kelly and and Cornelio around that ball, but young Callahan and Green. It's the start of their partnership in there together, and they're yeah. giving the opportunity to them to develop a couple of those other younger guys. Young Cadman coming in. Um, so, but I, I might be a Green's little bit getting more the optimistic. Keys to the
1: I see Whitfield back there and I go, whoo, don't even mention him.
0: <laughs> um, just quickly on Green as well, I don't, the the Beast contested ball winners, kind of like Cripps, etc. they're harder to tag and teams generally try not to lock them down as much. Um, Kelly, the, you know, the Rolls-Royce distributor, can be you know, tagged instead or negated or even now more teams are looking for that halfback flank and Whitfield could definitely be someone that they might tag instead. So it's also a benefit with Green and his... You know, high contested numbers and his ball winning ability, even from a junior perspective, now coming through. Um, it's kind of like trying to tag Patrick Cripps. It's a very hard thing to do. And I think there's a little bit of security in that pick as well for that.
2: Yeah. So he's the one yeah, that has been right. a bit out of my side, in and out of my side, but I do like him and I, I can see where I'll probably be starting him. But I, I keep think...
0: flipping up going, well, do I want to spend $500,000 on Daycos? And he might go a hundred or whatever. Or green for five hundred thousand dollars as well, maybe a smidge more, right? So what's dollars 5, 5, 30. yeah, yeah. Yeah, So in, but for that that price, I'm like, well, hang on, he could probably go one ten, one fifteen. He's definitely gonna average more. Uh, so yeah. So so it's yeah. You know, I said this in a tweet exactly.
1: earlier. Um, and this is important with str- it's a structural talk rather than a, a specific GWS talk, but it does tie in in that last year there was only four guys that went 120 and then there was 11 guys that went between 110 and 116. So what you're hoping for really from your top, from your eight midfielders, you don't really want the top eight. It's not possible. You're not going to get that, but you do want four guys that are in that, that realm at that bottom. So somewhere between 110 to 116 and you want the four top guys, right? So you do want those four top guys. Now who those four top guys are is anyone's guess. Now, we we bet on someone like Clary and Bont to be those guys next year, but last year it was what Tooke, uh, Laird. Clary, Laird, and Neil. one other Neil, right? So look, not saying it couldn't be those guys this uh, this year, but it's not guaranteed to be the same four every year. So all you're really wanting from Green, though, in that sort of situation, is to be in that gap in that middle, somewhere between one ten to one sixteen. If you can get that. Then he's absolutely a keeper and absolutely worth it for the entire season at 530k. You're not gonna, you're not gonna pick up a mid-season guy at that averaging that sort of numbers for 530k, not during the season. It's not gonna happen. So just be wary of that going in because that's the sort of value that will change things for your team. I, I think that people are sort of dismissing value often and just going, "Look, I just need the best players." And that's fine. If you want to get the eight best, absolute 600, 700K players and load your team up and just go guns and rookies, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. I just personally feel like the game's changed and evolved to the point where that's not winning you the competition anymore. That's not going to get you top 1,000 anymore. You need to be a little bit more flexible with your starting team and have a little bit more to play with, be a little bit more, have a little bit more mid pricers and go that way. And so, structure wise, think someone like Tom works perfectly in the midfield for that reason.
0: So when I would talk back to last year, we spoke, um, You, you can't, again, you have to look for opportunities for people who are cheap who might have a good run or have a good ceiling to try and give you a good you know, back end of the season or whenever you bring them in. Right? So the same thing we spoke about Petraka, right? We were like, okay, well, um, he was super cheap and you're like, hey, you probably just have to jump on this guy. And he fluctuated early, I think it's that middle period where some people jumped on and maybe he wasn't ready. Right? But the back third of the year, he averaged 114. Same as he did in the front eight rounds of the year. He just had that lull in the middle sort of period. But again, you're getting a guy for five thirty k or whatever in Petrucka, and he got me a one fourteen average in the back end. Except you're just talking about going, hey, okay, well I can't afford a seven hundred thousand dollar player in lead at the moment, and lead has a really quite not a tough tough draw, but a fairly challenging draw for the first nine rounds. And maybe I want to try and target a seven hundred thousand dollar player when he drops, and just pick my M8 now. And then spend my money to get the guy who will be top four in their position.
1: Well, this is where sort of um, mid prices come into play in this structured conversation because your mid prices only need to make, say, hundred grand, maybe hundred and twenty grand each or whatever. And then you go one down, one up, and you get a lead. So you've made points along the way, you've then identified a rookie that's on the bubble that you can you can bank some cash really quickly as well. And then you've gone straight up to lead at an appropriate time once you've, you've topped out with your mid-prices. So it sort of accelerates the the point to get to those Uber premiums that you're going to need at some point. So mixing those two up is really important to allow Especially you with to, the
0: boost too. Yeah. And, and, and this and what, what to go this allowed, rookies just, down to early yeah. rookies. Imagine trying to downgrade two rookies to someone who's playing and then upgrading one who's already kind of peaked in price. You're looking at two awesome rookies on the bubble or close to and one rookie has already kind of peaked in order to just get a premium or you just go, hey, I've got a mid-price. i so one down, one up, bang, see you later, premium. Mm. Uh, when, it, it's when, when all the rookies
1: design. are peaking at 210 k because they've just been subbed.
0: Yeah, uh, Like, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> We wish dude. you had more mid prices, yeah, exactly. And, and your $700,000 premium mids <laughs> now drop down to five hundred. dollars <laughs> Yeah, exactly
2: right. <laughs> all right, so moving on, the uh, the yep. third primo um, is Canelio. And he's the one Whoa. that seems to go in and out of my side all the time. Um, just because depending if I want three premium forwards or four premium forwards, uh definitely looks like he's gonna be playing more full-time guts. Um, you yeah, know, there's always that ability that he can push forward of that, but I think he's he's more lock and loaded than there. We saw it last year when he was playing in the midfield, he was absolutely dynamite. I and mean, we we got him at just ridiculous price last year. Became a keeper for us was awesome. Um, doesn't have probably as much, like I sit there and say doesn't have the ceiling as some of the other guys, but he still put out that what one seventy four against North Melbourne, which was yep. fantastic. But he's more that guy that's going to go sort of one hundred to one hundred and ten uh, that in that midfield. But he's a forward. Like if he's a midfielder, we're like no. Nah. But a five fifty for a for a guy who's going to uh, well, it's hard to see a world unless he gets injured where he's not top six. Speaking
0: of injury, 65% of the last three years he's played, so there is a risk there. Um, But if he's fit and firing, I I don't see any problem with it. Um, The key thing to note as well, you spoke about, you know, playing in the guts. Now I was kind of in and out similar to you, um, you know, with him in my side, but then I had a look, okay, well, yeah, Callum Ward playing forward, kicked a couple of goals. I was like, oh, that's someone who's not playing midfield. And then Whitfield um, playing in defense has been, the you know, what's been going on. So that's another person not playing midfield. And then uh, Ash playing defense, not playing in the midfield. So again, I'm like, holy crap. And he dominated and played well as part of that, that midfield mix. And I had a look through the stats just as we started this podcast. He When he had fifty percent CBAs or more last year, he averaged one hundred
2: and eight. Yeah, he's going to dominate to have that as a forward. So I think Dunkley's the clear number one. I think he's probably the clear number two forward this year.
1: I I I absolutely agree with that. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, testament to the fact that as soon as uh, Leon left last year and he started playing, I'm sure he had a a, a chat with the. Who actually did coach the second half that year? Wasn't, wasn't um, he? Yeah. Was no, he
0: has a brother, wasn't is McVay. It was, it was McVay. Was, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So uh, they Can have a chat. He's like, So, Which McVay so, so was it? I why think it was Mark. Mark, yeah. Um, it was Mark, yeah. yeah. Um, so he goes, So, like, am I playing midfield now? He goes, Yeah, yeah, sure, why not? <laughs> like, okay, <laughs> bang, he averaged 111 for the rest of the year. Like, okay, so we, we've established that, yes, he was played forward and he was thrown around all over the place by um, Cameron. I think he was scapegoated a lot for, of, the, of the last few years in GWS. For some reason, like, I can't see why he's not a better midfielder than, say, Taranto. He's not a better midfielder than, say, Hopper. To me, he's a much better midfielder than those two guys. Maybe he doesn't have the two-way running ability of those guys, but he impacts the scoreboard from the midfield. He doesn't need to be forward to be able to do that. He can kick one, two goals a game from the midfield. And that's the difference between that. I actually think he's less valuable to the team forward than he, he's never been really a great forward. Um, he's always been a good midfield, a goal-kicking mid. And there's, there's those guys that can go forward and be impactful, like you say, Dusty and your Dagoes and guys, guys that literally will play out of the square and be a really damaging forward. He's not that. That's not what he is. He's a guy that kicks goals from the midfield, from his run, from his spread, from his carry. And that's a different thing. And I think that that somehow got confused along the way, and then he got just labeled as a forward, and forever was just languishing in half forward town, not knowing what he was doing because he never played half forward in his entire career. Yeah, number three pick, unbelievable kid as a junior, just dominated everywhere, and then just went, oh, I'm playing half forward. What? Mm. Yeah, no, he's he's a forward. He's a gu- yeah. He's a mid. He's a gun mid, and that's that's all there is to say. Like it's, it's a, it is, and exactly. it, I, I people who don't have him, like I, I get, I get it. There's a glut. There's a glut of really great premium forward options at the moment, right? So I understand not picking him because structure, cash, yeah, you know, trying to balance your team, et cetera. But to me, I'm exactly like Swiz. He's if he's not number one, he's number two. Yeah. He's a, he's he's, I think arguably, I don't think it's really argument. There's probably one other person I'd say has the potential to average more, but don't think he will, which is Butters. I think Butters could potentially average more if he was healthy and had the right role. But I don't think he's going to have the right role
0: or be healthy. So, Yeah, I've got... How many premiums are you guys playing in the forward line? So at
2: the moment, I've got three. This is the problem I've had. So it's Dunkley, Canelo, Taranto at the moment. I really want to get Rosie in there as my fourth. I've seen people of Cunnington. I've seen people of Butters and Dylan Moore. They seem to be the ones that come up the most. Others might have whatever, small percentage and stuff like that. But when it comes down to it, if I want to put the cash elsewhere... That or if I want to put, say, an extra, like I've put Stuart back into my team. So Dunkley he want that fourth forward goes out. Um, and the only way I could get Canelio back in was to put wits down to English, which I'm happy with at the moment anyway. That's fine for me as my second ruck or my first ruck, depending on how that works. But every time I have Dunkley Canelio as that one, two, I think my team looks so much better.
1: Oh.
0: So don't bring fun. Dylan Moore into it because some one person put him in their sides <laughs> with. We're about to have a nice little bloody winger. But, but and more true. Like, I know soon. people
2: looking at you, you, you that that option. Here, your butters, your rosy types, something like that. Is your I don't know who your well, the F4 thing with is the thing with
1: Rosie, So rosy's rosy um, averaged what one hundred and five playing midfield last year, yeah. right? So yeah. that's fine. Like, but but he's admitted that he's probably going to be the same as last year, right? Mm. Which means what one hundred and five. Yeah, he's not. If Canedo is playing full-time midfield, he's getting way more CBAs than Rosie and he's averaging yeah, exactly. a lot more. Yeah. So I don't think there's a, there's a debate on who's better if you've got the cash. Don't get me wrong. I still think that Rosie is a fantastic option, which is why he's still in my team. I just don't think that he's on the same path. He's not in the same spectrum of average it, it, it became, it's,
2: it's been the debate of, okay, if I want to keep, say, a Stewart in my team, who goes and that and I, that's what i've been debating and i've managed to find the cash now to get both Stuart and go in which makes me you know a bit more settled there and that there's a potential that i take here's that.
1: how here's how you did it ready zeeble am i right oh my God. am i right
2: no i did, <laughs> no, I did actually yeah
1: and this is oh, appearance you know on multiple podcasts I could have, you're welcome I could
2: actually get wits back in there and get oscar allen down to like a ben king or someone like that but yeah that that f4 and i think that'll be a, that's a discussion for another pod that that's the one that's I've debated a lot, but yeah, Canelio I'm probably F, surprised. F
1: five Zebul, mate. F five. I'm surprised
2: oh, Cornelio's not only as much as he as he is because I've got
1: four yeah.
0: primos as well, Chris. Same
1: as Hey, you. my man, my man, my man. Uh,
0: yeah, Dunkley, um, Cornelio, Rosie, Taranto.
1: Yeah, 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 and I, I, that's me. And well. do
0: you have Cameron though? Because I do worry like having him out at the moment. Yeah, I, I, think with those I four, do at the moment. I do so at the you moment,
1: but so, I'm so, trying to work re- towards getting him to English. We really should
2: take this sort of different pod voice and stuff like that. Let's, <laughs> let's go through the Giants and maybe we, we, we get on and have this discussion. I'll get us back on track. Yeah. All right. So that's, oh, the, pre- thanks, mate. that's, uh, that's the premiums. That's the pre-rooms because as much as I want to talk that, we could talk that all night. That the um, I guess there's the two kind of breakouts that we, we need to focus on. One, unfortunately, is no longer the breakout that we were kind of wanting, and that's Harry Himmelberg because he is playing forward. He started in my team, wanted to... I was at one point looking at him being at uh, D1. I was like, no, I'm just going to real... Oh, yeah, I had him D1 for like three months as well. I was going to go maybe D2 with Dacos. I was just like, I'm all in, Himmelberg, all in, awesome, was awesome for me last year, and is playing forward. So yeah, okay. So that's done. That's that's done. That's that's all we need to talk about. That he's just a one to watch because for whatever reason, if there's a structure change throughout the year and he goes back to defense, we know what he can do. But cross him off the list for now. He's playing forward. Uh, the other one, and this guy's more rookie price, but it's it's hard. It's it's in that balance, two hundred forty-four k, and that's Finn Callahan.
1: Um, oh, yeah,
2: and that. So he's he's borderline. Very, very expensive rookie slash breakout. Um, yeah, a high draft pick. He's the guy that everyone's talking about replacing Taranto and Hopper in that midfield. You know, he's going to start off as a break-even of 44. Uh, yeah, well,
1: awesome him and, and Perryman's also been he- yeah. heavily linked yeah. into that midfield. I do like
2: Perryman. Well. I actually do. Yeah, I, 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 I do, too. I do.
1: But- He's but- very not standard relevant because he's, he's- – Super awkwardly priced at five hundred twenty k as a midfielder, yeah. Exactly. But one that no one—he's a draft slider because everyone's like, "Who's Perryman? Mm-hmm. Trust right, me, Perryman will me average another day. And, and I'm see. like,
2: "Yeah, no, I've, I think I've got him in a couple of drafts, which I'm very happy with." Um, I like, yeah, but Finn Calhan, hes bounced in and out of my side, and I think the problem that it comes down to those uh, those rookies. So. A lot of people have got Ashcroft Phillips as M7, M8. So are you playing Callahan at M7 and moving Phillips or the Hewitts all to your bench and having that much cash on your bench? Or are you going Dom Sheed versus Callahan? That, I think
1: that's, that's, the other that's where I'm at as well. And, and I think the other thing, consideration that I've been throwing around as well is I, I for a while, I was really worried about Phillips. And I didn't hear much about him um, in the preseason, blah, blah, blah. I thought that he might be a sub-risk because I thought he might be their 23rd best player. And then it's just been Phillips is killing it, Phillips is killing it, blah, 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 And I'm like, oh, okay, well, I'm actually moving. Now I've moved back to, okay, Phillips on field has to be on your, as your M8. Um, so he's either, you know, if you're playing Callahan, then he's obviously got to be your M6, um, in which case you can't, there's no physical way you could run, say, a Dom Sheed and a Hopper. And you probably have to run Hopper. Yeah. So uh yeah, it's it's uh I I've I've just I think I've just come to the conclusion that I'd probably run Dom Sheed and then make sure I've got enough bank just to go to Setterfield if I need to. Yeah. Or drop him down to Callahan. Yeah. If um if that's the if that's I, It's
2: easier to go that way than the other way. Instead of going starting field and Callahan, Sheed goes on a heater and Callahan you know, it stinks it up for whatever reason. And you're going, okay, how do I get the extra, you know, 90K to get up to him? I know some people like to start money in the bank and, and that and ha- have that, but I know that's not usually the strategy for a lot of people. Um, and then, yeah, because of Hewitt's form at the moment as well, that's 150K on the bench. So how much, yeah, money for these expensive rookies do you want? So I really like Finn Callahan. I think he's got yeah, the role, mate. but Yeah.
1: Sorry, I
0: said on our second pod, I think it was, the midfield pod, Will Phillips is the biggest lock in the rookie midfield district. <laughs> yeah. I
1: wasn't going to take him out of my team. I was just going to put him onto the bench because I was yeah, worried about him being a sub It was 8
2: or M9, and I've, I've yeah. done that as well.
0: You thought I meant other Phillips and you laughed at me. <laughs> <laughs> so that that, that would be That's funny. where
2: it's at with that. So I think that's a personal preference, one to watch through the preseason um, matches if you – I guess also it depends how many other giants you want in the team. That's a great fixture to start off with again. So, yeah, and I guess it it comes down to that, what are you going to do with that 90K? Like, if that's the difference between you getting up to Cornelio in the forward line or getting up to, say, Stewart in defence, then, yeah, then maybe go Callahan. But, yeah, if there's a way you can structure your team and maybe – in in a perfect world yeah if you you've got the luxury of having Callahan at M7 Ashcroft M8 and Phillips at M9 well great no problems but I'm worried that Phillips you're going to miss Phillips's points then and then is it too much then to bench Callahan so it's a really tough one but you know I think he's definitely in the conversation
0: I'm conflicted because Pick 3 apparently super silky great left foot and all the rest of it. So I see the upside, pick three, like great player, now more upside, more opportunity, the rest of it. And now I also look at the fact that he played, you know, five games and didn't go over 80 once. So I'm like, Ugh. like you know, it's hmm. that flip side. So he's, again, young. pre-season, know, so the, pre-season, the, watch the games, and if he scores the, well over a couple, then The type of spared.
1: player that he's been compared to is Petraka. Now, I'm not sure that's all true. I don't know. I have not – but that's what his teammates have called them. They've called Green and Callahan. The oh, Oliver and yeah. Petraka of GWS. Mm-hmm. Now, if that's the case, it's going to take Callahan a few more years to be that sort of real premium style option. But you might. Someone said more. like
0: Pendlebury originally when he got drafted, like a Pendle's a smooth operator, classy.
1: Hey, could be. As I said, I didn't. Yeah. I'm just quoting no, what no, um, who, the, that was. Said a, out, yeah. That was a, yeah. Sam Taylor said it. So yeah, he, is he the cap? He's the, the captain, is he?
0: Yeah, he's a young defensive player.
1: Yeah, yeah he's not the captain. No, Who Australian is the player. captain
0: of GWS at the moment? Green won. Green, won. Toby
2: Green? was Or did he lose it? Toby Green? He won.
0: Toby Green won and he, yeah. he jumped up and fist pumped and all the rest of it and carried on. Yeah, so look, at me, look, at, look at me. Look
2: at me, <laughs> look at me. Look at me, look at me. Let's get on to a couple of these rookies. Right, there's not a huge amount for a team that, yeah, has blooded some players and that, but I think the, the ones that, are of interest. Two expensive ones to start off with, Xavier O'Hallahan and Brett Daniels. Um, Brett Daniels being the small forward, now there's definitely a role there with Bobby Hill going out, Um, has obviously played in the past. I think he missed a lot of last year because of injury as well. Um, I'm actually thinking, did he even play at all last year? Um, No, he didn't. So, that's where he's at the discount rate, where the year before, it was only a 57 um, average, but you know, for a guy who's 191k in the forward line, you know he's he's shown before that you know that 60 um, can definitely make you that 150k that we're looking for. Um, so it is an option, and that if with the right role, you'd want him pushing more off in the half forward flank, um, and that, and as we've said, with a couple of those players missing, Callahan oh, um, again. I think the problem is with Green and Callahan. Um, they're the ones that are most likely get in the role on that. Like, yeah, another one who's a highly talented junior. Um, but I just don't think I think he was obviously gonna get a lot more games um now. But definitely, um yeah, I don't think it's gonna be him. You know, twenty two years old. Was he picked? I think twenty-two, so maybe it's now or never kind of situation, but still at two hundred and two K. If he was hundred and forty, yeah, then then we it's a different discussion. So Uh, that you got those two um then you've got the next one which is harry roston or ralston um i don't know if you guys have got any more information on him but he was their academy boy pick 16 um that which yeah he was probably meant to go like early 20s but the clubs uh i forget who moved up to bid on him higher clearly there was um some different um interest with him um but yeah average Twenty-three disposals, five clearances, playing in that LA's midfield last year, so he definitely can find the ball. Um, and there's been a lot of good talk about him, so I think there was you get opportunities. Yeah, but... no,
1: there was some chat about him today in the uh, the intro. He um, apparently performed really well, but he wasn't playing for the yeah. the ones per se. So uh, yeah, again, someone to watch, but I don't think he's going to be anything to start. But who knows? I the problem is because he
2: went the in because he went in the first round. He was um he's uh, a little bit more expensive. Sorry, Benny.
0: Yeah, no, I haven't heard much about Ryan Angwin either. He played, I think, one game as a sub last year. So he's one hundred twenty three thousand dollars forward mid. Uh, was pick eighteen in the twenty twenty draft. Um, you know, two uh, six minutes for two Ks. Uh, I think it was eight point four seconds for the agility. So someone who's extremely agile and fast and fit. They've um, got a
1: lot of talent on their list. It's just yeah. like who's going to come through?
0: I'm looking at him just because of the fact that he did, he was sub for one game and then it flags it even like with Sharp. It's like, well, the fit and agile players, are they a, a perfect sub-candidate, you know? Um, but I am watching to see. I haven't heard much about him this year, but I'm kind well, of hoping that I see something.
1: Same, same as Connor Stone who was pick 15 in the 2020 as well. Like, you know, like these, these guys, surely they get some game time at some point, but... Um, yeah, I'm just not sure when that is. <laughs> like, um, Jason Gilby, you know, he just loves milk. So I guess there's that as well. <laughs> have you, heard, well, have you the, heard that? Well, the, the yeah, last yeah, one, so good.
2: the last <laughs> one I need to talk about is Nicholas Madden. So he is 204 course, yeah. centimeters, 112 Ks, um, ruck forward. Everyone's picking him as the loophole option, the 102 K swing. Hopefully, Darcy Cameron, um, you know, comes in that forward line and he's the guy that you can use the swing later in the year. Um, yeah, so I think that's obviously everybody's on him. Don't expect him to play. However, Bruce Flynn, Briggs, um, we saw the Giants absolutely swap around their rucks all last year, and we know Bruce always seems to get injuries. So, where and with their forwards set up, you never know. Like, there's there is a possibility that this guy at some point sees a game, but I'd say he's a long way off at the
1: moment. From- yeah, and they've also got obviously, uh, oh, who's the former Collingwood player that? Is very average. Hold um, on, Lucky
2: Keefe,
1: Lucky Keith, yeah. So they've also got Keefe on the list as well, who could pinch in the ruck. So I mean, like, is he fourth, fifth fiddle, fifth fiddle, somewhere along there?
2: Something like that. So no, but just the way they seem to fall down all the time. Um, that's what's that. All right, and finally onto the kind of their more draft smoky. So the first one is Lucky Ash. Uh, Taranto and Hopper leaving, and but it's more, I think that was the original thing. We we're like, oh, could he get some CBAs? But the more juicy thing seems to be he's moving to half back. Um, so I don't mind that as a later option there in some drafts. I know um, there's been, a, we've had that discussion with Keeper leagues so about definitely me holding on to him um, and that. So, yeah, I think he's worthwhile to watch later on, um, unless you guys have got anything more to add about Mr. Ash.
1: Nah, not really. I, 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 he's not super coach relevant. Uh, without I'm him, sure. without, draft, draft. Oh yeah, I mean, if he gets kickouts, yeah. But I think what what did he do the year before? Eighty nine average.
2: Yeah, he's a what midfielder he, at the moment. I'm expecting him to pick up mid to, to get,
1: yeah, yeah, Yeah.
0: So, so obviously, therefore,
1: therefore well. you can pick him up super late and then just be like hopefully transition him to to the defense. This would only apply if say usually what we find, depending on how many um uh how many uh, how many players are in your league will depend on how many defenders go right but there's a lot of defenders generally so you don't really have to target defenders to get them. Yeah. So I think he's same with Whitfield, to, right?
2: He's to watch just because if he looks like he's getting kickouts or you know getting a good roll-down defence, it could be a really good wave option in that early. Well, yeah, because
1: he's a, Are we riding, really he's a midfield. He's a midfield, because a lot
2: of people aren't going to pick him up at that midfield average, but if he, you know if he's starting in defence, he's going to pick it up around six. He's the Are one we of the riding
0: off
1: way. Whitfield completely for standard? Because I don't think that's a thing.
0: No, I think
2: he's relevant. He's relevant. I actually, I, was, I considered starting him. was actually going to ask him, you, that was my next one, where do you take him in draft?
1: So, no, I was considering again, starting him in standard. Yeah. I, I was, but he's a midfielder. So, yeah, you no, here's the thing. So you, you you start him in standard with a plan of moving him to defence. He's a 473k I,
2: he def- I just think I pick him up when he gets
1: to defence. Yeah, but by, what's he going to be in round six? 580? There's no, there's 560? Nah, it won't be 580. No. At best, it's going to be 520. Do we? Okay. Come on, guys. You You're underselling McLeod as a halfback. Yeah. yeah
0: no. Yeah. Well, mate, he'll he go 100. from a 92 to 100 average. in yeah, the Yeah, he goes go to from- like 100,
1: mate. 100 <laughs> average. Do you guys know who you're talking about? This yes. guy's averaged 110 for periods before. Yeah, for you periods. Forget, I had
0: him, I actually ranked him as the number one defender with our podcast. We both have in mm-hmm. back-to-back years.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We did that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and failed so miserably. Yeah, so it's like you guys forgot how good 100. Whitfield
1: was. He's not coming out. He's gone back to he's bro, gone back to so halfback. If they mm-hmm. play that possession halfback switching role and they get the ball to Whitfield, all of a sudden it's game on. He's going to be hitting 140s every week. Like, guys. <laughs> No. Guys, don't, don't be silly. Yeah.
0: No, he he, he had what, six I'm points. I'm just saying,
1: don't. If in round three, year. okay, let's say it's round three, right? Tom Mitchell's sputting it up. He's averaging 105, whatever. Um, you've got him in your team. Uh, Whitfield's gone back line. 130, 135. Are you trading Mitchell to Whitfield, banking 50k, and watching Whitfield go through to defensive status?
0: No, because I'm yeah. not
1: stupid enough to start Tom Mitchell. <laughs> hey, these are scenarios that could happen, right? Yeah, it is the, true. the only
2: the only other one I want to mention there from uh, to watch from a from a more draft point of view is underpriced Nick Haynes, just because he's had injury history the last couple of years. But I think was it two years ago he went 98 or three years ago, it was, and that's uh, just another one that back if he's back fit and playing, uh, just another like late Smokey kind of there. To watch i few feeding, options in defense
0: chris is feeding the nuffies it's like remember that time yeah what was it uh, gorn or grundy had a really poor round or someone had a poor round i don't remember who it was and um and westoff went like 140 <laughs> <for the other laughs> one, and everyone's like traded westoff into their rock line or something <laughs> stupid well, oh sounds, yeah sounds let's, exactly let's like just, something d- i did let's just <laughs> trade out a midfielder for another midfielder and i hope he gets dpp and and fire for sure, no, I, I do. I don't think him. there's.
1: I don't think it's hope that he's going to get DPP. I think he is getting DPP. He's not. He's not playing wing this year. He's playing halfback.
0: Oh, I thought the same about McGraw in defence last year. Yeah, well, <laughs> and this the, comes. In
1: the all Exactly year. where
0: the problem
2: comes.
1: That, that was great. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Okay, so maybe it's someone you don't start, but maybe it's someone you trade into.
0: Yeah, you, you seem to remember uh, Sicily started at 400 odd, and he was killing it and still yeah. didn't it really like get far, priced out for a off. while. Yeah, no, exactly no, 15, no, no.
1: Sicily did this stupid thing where he went like 105, 105, 105, 105. And so no one was picking him up and then all of a sudden he goes 130, 140, 150 <laughs> like he just killed it in the back. Dude, yeah, that was annoying. I was like, no, nah, I don't need to jump on him. He's not He's not scoring that great. Oh, Whitfield's not Sicily. That's true.
2: Yeah, well, well, I think that probably rounds us up. I'd
0: get with it about 100, Chris. I'd take him at 100 in draft. So there you go.
1: Thanks, mate. I needed that information for when I need to take him.
0: <laughs> that's fine. You just take it a little bit above <laughs> the, that. That's fine. I
1: don't mind it.
2: I don't, want nice. the heart, I don't want the heartbreak.
0: You don't? Yeah, 82% of games. Hmm. Um, Toby Green, anyone interested in draft? Toby Green?
2: I don't mind it. That, but no. again,
0: it's... Well, he did average 90.9 in 2021.
2: Yeah, but hes I don't think he's the one moving up to the midfield again. I think he's got to play forward to give them a goal-scoring option.
1: Yeah, he's got to be forward. Yeah. And unfortunately, when he doesn't play, they they really lack scoring power.
2: That's thats why I brought up Sam Taylor before because uh, – not Sam Taylor, Um, Nick Haynes, because Himmelberg's going back, back forward. And that – and he yeah. goes yeah. out. He in did so. well.
0: He did yeah. well in the a series as well. And uh,
2: Intercepting was in the same article with uh, Green. Yeah, and well, that's right. And Haynes, yeah, as I said, two years ago, I think it was it – definitely was a year 87. I feel like there was another year that was better. So just that's one of those ones that – I
1: think he went on the uh, heaters like in the back end of a year and then everyone jumped on the next year. Yeah. Yeah, the last two years have been poor. Though, but it's just think...
2: who's going to be the intercept guy. You think, okay, Sam Taylor is going to be locked down with um, Himmelberg going back forward. Haynes is most likely to be the guy.
0: Yeah, if you have like Ash, Whitfield, etc., it's probably, yep. yeah, you're right. I think yep. it's him. So that,
2: that, that's one late in your drafts where people, nobody's going to look at him and all of a sudden you go, oh, here we go. This guy could average me 80, 85 as my, you know, last defender, bench defender, yeah, you beauty.
0: Yeah, if the role's there, I don't mind it. Yep. I think so you're
2: These right. are the players that we talk about that win your draft.
0: Yeah, because no, one, no one remembers them. And you go, hey, this person has averaged 80, high 80s before. Yeah. And he's got the role, he's taking intercepts, and you just throw him on your bench, and that's what happens. Exactly. I do like it. Um, I think that kind of wraps it there. And Callum Wood also forward, probably getting DPP at that rate.
2: Yeah, but uh, what, did
0: you. He, what did he average? 86, 85. Geez. don't really like him as an option, boys. Are you passing on that?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm Pass. Hard pass.
0: Yeah, I agree. Not that's going good, there mate. No more good all right done done and done gws lots of relevant information particularly for those premiums i think it's probably the hardest thing to split in some of those and obviously going through the callahans and the rest of it um that's it we'll move on to the gold coast next and um there's definitely a lot up in the air for the gold coast especially for draft leagues so much up in the air so stay tuned for that one and we'll hit you up talk to you soon
1: cheers guys Bye. Bye!